0: Hello, my beautiful soul. It has been a minute since I've done an actual video podcast. And if you're listening to this and you want to watch it, you should be able to see it on Spotify or if you click on over to YouTube, I will be uploading it to YouTube sometime this week, but Spotify for sure. So today I'm going to share with you four signs that you may be relying on your relationships for emotional stability or your sense of self. Identity. This is huge because for us, people pleasers, codependent, um, highly sensitive women, we are givers. We are givers. We are fixers. We are all the things, right? Like that's how we find our value and our worth and all the good things. But when our sense of self worth is tied in to other people, and their ability to see us, and their ability to understand us, and their ability to love us, this is where we find ourselves in trouble. This is where we find ourselves feeling like we're riding an emotional roller coaster, like we're constantly, easily triggered by the people in our lives that, you know, we're like, hey, I should—I don't want to feel this way. Like, I want to care about my partner, my kids, my friends, like my family members. But for some reason, they always trigger me so easily this episode is for you if you resonate with that so one of the signs that you are finding your sense of identity or your self-worth is tied to your relationship is that you constantly seek approval so this will look like you always needing outer validation in order to feel good about yourself um, let me read this to you. You consistently seek validation from others to feel good about yourself and your mood depends on their opinions. And I'm going to add a caveat in there, their opinions and their moods. So if you're, let's say you're, you're married and your partner, whenever he comes home and he's frustrated or he's stressed out or things aren't the way that he wants them, and then you find yourself getting on edge, like you're anxious now, and you're worked up and you're in this fight or flight mode. Because all and you were fine before, and you're just feeling that way because he's feeling that way. And this could be <clears throat> this could be because one, you have your own wounding that's being triggered or two, because your sense of identity is tied into his, um, approval like and so what that looks like is when he comes home because he's uneasy you can be internalizing it like something is wrong with me there's inherently something wrong with me because he's upset in my presence just him being upset in my presence you're internalizing that you're taking that personal right or it could be if he's not okay i'm not okay because I'm so enmeshed with him that I can't see outside of him to see myself. I don't know where he ends and I begin, right? And so that is someone who is constantly, that kind of, this all kind of ties in together, but that that person who constantly seeks approval, they're going to be asking him, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Um, Is there something I can do? That you're finding approval in that as well because if there is something you could do you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm safe. Everything's okay because he's happy now and I was able to serve him in some him in some way Um, or this can also look like if you're someone who constantly seeks approval. Let's say you can't make a decision without calling up your friend like you're always reaching out to your friend. Hey, um do you think i should do this do you think i should eat toast for breakfast like (laughs) jesus christ right like and we find ourselves in these situations because our sense of self-worth self-worth our sense of identity is wrapped up in the approval of other people so if i i can't i'll find myself in a place where i can't even make a decision unless i consult with someone outside of me that's what um someone who's constantly seek approval that's what that looks like Another uh, sign that you may be relying on your relationships for your emotional stability or your sense of identity is that you have this fear of being alone or abandoned. And this ties back into um, your childhood, right? This ties back into some point in your life where you felt rejected, you felt abandoned, you felt like you were just left alone, right? To fend for yourself. And the idea of being alone this is a sign, how you can tell if you have this, that the idea of being alone triggers intense anxiety within you. And that leads you to suppress your needs and desires in hopes that the person that you're with or the friend or the family member will love you and stick around because you're so afraid of them leaving you. So this, and this also is like anxious attachment, right? So this can look like you constantly are just anxious when they're not around you and you need to know where they are you need to know what they're doing you need to be around them you need to have someone with you you can't be alone you're just so uncomfortable being alone okay and that is that side (laughs) let's go to the next oh by the way i just jumped right into it look at you can see my background i feel like i should have recorded in here before this is my room downstairs But because we're moving, everything's empty. So the shelves are empty, everything, and even my office. So I'm downstairs working now. Okay, another sign that you may be relying on your relationships for emotional stability or your sense of identity is that you have this fear of not being enough. This was, and healing is continuous, has been one of my biggest uh, challenges, that not being enough. Because I was purified and... I was the good girl so i was always quiet and i was uh rewarded when i was doing good and um i always i never felt seen because i was so quiet if you've listened to the podcast you know i was uh i had selective mutism so i never spoke at school or in public areas really unless i was with my family um all the way up until i want to say was it middle school middle school i made some friends in fifth grade i remember i mean i had like a friend here and there, but I, in class is when it was like debilitatingly, I can't even talk, which is ironic because like, here I am my life, I'm podcasting and showing up on social media, but there was a time in my life, you would never, ever guess that I, I literally was so riddled with anxiety that I did not speak. Like I didn't speak in school. So anyways, I always had that fear of not being enough. And If I do, then I'll be enough. If I'm, when I'm doing for other people, I feel like I'm enough. That has been, or was my story. So I would overgive and overdo and overfix for everyone. Um, And that's how I gained my sense of, of identity, my sense of self-worth. So you can imagine if I was criticized about something that I did because doing was my the way that i found my identity so if anyone criticized or like my husband or anybody criticized like the way i did something work um responsibilities anything to do with responsibilities i would get triggered because it was like you weren't just attacking what i did you were attacking me personally because it was very personal for me um because i didn't feel like enough and if you're attacking the actions that i took to do this thing for you then that means there's something wrong with me. That was my story. And so then I'm on this emotional roller coaster, like, you know, flipping out and and being sad because I flipped out and not knowing why I I was triggered so easily and not knowing why, like, now I'm just sad and shameful about it. Um, And at the root, it was this fear of not being enough, of not being enough. And then once I healed that, I was able to find that sense of, my sense of, my sense of self, excuse me. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to cough in the mic. Um, But find my sense of self, like in God and in who he says I am and who I know that I am um, and not what other people think of the things that I do for them, right? Or how much I can do for others. So the fear of not being enough, you drop what you're doing to tend to other people's needs. When they're experiencing emotional discomfort, Okay? You cook, you clean, you eat, you do hobbies, and you even talk the way that you think that they want you to. You filter your presence based on their preference, often, often losing sight of your own. I'm going to say that line again because that's so powerful. You filter your presence based on their preference, often losing sight of your own. And this is Crazy because I never thought that was me. I remember seeing people who I thought were so wishy-washy. I was like, oh, they just act like whoever they hang out with. Like I wasn't obviously like blatantly like that in the sense, but it was more so in my marriage. Like I I was married for I've been married for so long. And so my identity was wrapped up in my partner. And when I say that I mean like the when I would think to do things, like weekend activities uh what we would eat uh how i would clean what things i would prioritize in my life it was all based on the filter of what do i think he's gonna think of me or what do i think he wants and it and not that anything was inherently wrong with him but just me because i would do that with everyone right like anyone that i was around but mostly my closest relationships it's like well and it, it wasn't conscious. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I want to do this because they're doing it. No, it was like that became that was my identity. You know, my identity was how well can I perform for other people? Um, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Because when your identity is wrapped up in your relationships or in other people, you typically don't know it you're not aware of it you're just doing what you know to do right and the way that you can know that your identity is wrapped up is the disease that you you experience the discomfort um feeling like you're on an emotional roller coaster feeling like you're swaying with the moods and the feelings of other people around you feeling like you are just absolutely not okay unless the people in your life are okay if they're not okay you're not okay right that's a big sign right there um, losing sight of your passions and your interests. Like you're no longer doing, you're not doing the things that you love. You are probably different now because you're like, Oh, like I never ate red meat that much, but now all I want, crave is red meat because all I've been eating is red meat because that's the preference of my partner. It's not my preference. My preference is white meat and fish, but I've been eating red meat this whole time because I so easily sway to what this person in my life once because I've always looked at myself as this person who's easily adaptable, right? I'm easily adaptable. That's what I used to write on my resumes all the time. I'm easily adaptable. And then recently I was like, easily adaptable? No, that what I was doing was adapting, forcing myself to adapt to the needs and desires of people at work, of people in leadership, of religion, of society, of culture, of uh, marriage of motherhood of every single title and role that i saw that i was supposed to fit i would mold myself push myself force myself into these boxes the best that i could to perform at the level that was excellent for these boxes in my life that i saw that society and culture taught me that this is how it's supposed to be and i would give my all my everything to fulfilling the roles while forsaking my identity my true identity my true authentic self of who i really am and what it is that i desire and adaptability even though it felt like easy i was like oh i easily adapt And it's like no you don't easily adapt you've just spent so many years training yourself to adapt to collapse to the needs of others like you got so good at collapsing your needs that you don't even know what your needs are. You don't even know what you like, what you desire. Like, sure, yeah, you know, like I like chocolate over vanilla ice cream, right? Like little stuff like that. But what about when it comes down to -to day-to-day basics? Like look at your life. How much of your life are you living right now because someone else wanted you to live that way? Someone else taught you that's the way you were supposed to live? Or someone else prefers you to live that way? versus wow deep in my heart like in when I look and not even deep in my heart just internally when I reflect do I really enjoy doing this do I really gravitate towards this do I really like talking about this do I really like eating red meat this much (laughs) like whatever it is for you question this stuff like this is real. If you identify as someone who struggles with people pleasing, you need to do that that exercise. Take an inventory of your day. Like how many things throughout your day are you doing because it's what you truly desire or if it's or or because it's the role that you think you're supposed to play? And that's what we're doing on this show, on this podcast, in my group coaching program. We are shaking and we are rattling those boxes because we do not belong in those boxes of what we're supposed to do and supposed to be like. We belong in a very custom fit, open field, not a box, an open field of endless possibilities of who it is that we are at our core and what we want to experience in life, not what everyone else thinks that we should be and what everyone else prefers us to be. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, you have spent so much of your life saying yes, collapsing your needs, adapting to the emotions, the opinions, the preferences of other people, that it is time that you start adapting to your own. If this message is resonating with you, I'm going to encourage you to click the link in the show notes to learn more about the group coaching program. Because if you're just like, oh, Justina, you are speaking to me, I'm telling you, I can help you. I can help you. I can help you come out of that to shake the boxes of the identities that you have molded so perfectly, so greatly. Like you are just, you are an overachiever. Can I just say that? Pleasers are overachievers, they are hardworking. They are ambitious. We are, right? But we've spent so much of our life using so much of our energy to lift up, build up, encourage, nurture others that we've forsaken ourselves. And this show, and if you follow me, and if you join me in the group coaching program, you're saying that I'm on a mission to change that. I'm on a mission to step out of these boxes, these labels, these identities that I have tied my identity to. I've tied my identity to others' preferences, and I'm ready to step outside of those boxes and walk into that open field. Then you are my person. (laughs) You are my person. Click the link in the show notes if you want to join the group coaching program. I'll do a little blurb that lets you know a little bit more about it too. But... As I went off on a tangent because I'm super passionate about this you guys this is my mission and purpose in life right now like delivering women liberating women from the boxes of society culture religion that has taught us that we are supposed to be sacrificed I made a post actually on um Instagram that said it so stinking well, I have one more sign for you, but first I'm going to read you the post because this is, this describes everything, like what you're going through, what you're going to come out of working with me and listening to this podcast and my message, good girl conditioning. So good girl conditioning is where girls, when we were little girls, we were taught to prioritize pleasing others over our own needs we were taught this society is laced with this culture is laced with this religion is laced with this messaging prioritize pleasing others over our own needs and authenticity this can lead to suppression of one's desires to avoid conflict and gain approval okay we aren't doing that anymore we are not doing that anymore. All right, so let me go over the last and final sign. But first, let me let me just play this song I'm in love for you guys. I'm in love with who I am. I had to play that little snippet for you. I know that was so random, but I love this song. It is she. Her name is a. Like, Akila, Akila, and the is called Hello. And the line, if you didn't understand, she said, falling in love with who I am. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you know, who's not making it to American Idol? Like that was terrible. Um, I promise you, I sound a lot better <laughs> than that, but the lyric is falling in love with who I am. I don't have time for anything or anyone that is going to harm me. And if you have been, if you're a good girl, if you've undergone good girl conditioning and you're finding yourself in your, in your life where you're like, I'm pleasing everyone and I'm ready to please myself, that is the anthem, okay? That is the anthem that I'm rolling with for this group program. It's falling in love with who I am. I no longer have time for things that harm me because when you please, inevitably what happens is you attract people who love to leech off of that. Like and that and when I say that I mean like toxic people. And I don't know if we so much attract versus when they leech onto us, we're we're stuck there. Because we attract all kinds of people in our life, but we end up getting stuck with people who um uh, like a leech, like the they're leech, they're a leech and they suck onto us, they attach to us and they suck our blood, and then we're stuck. That's more of what it's like because um a person who's not a pleaser, who's done the healing work, who, who has their sense of identity is not wrapped in other people, they notice they're able to identify toxic people. And then they put some space between them and that toxic person. A pleaser is not able to identify it because they look at toxic behavior as they'll take it like this. Something inherently is wrong with me. I need to fix me or I need to fix them. Like This is my project and I can work on helping them because I'm a helper, I'm a fixer, I'm a pleaser. And it's my mission in life to help people and save people and fix people. And so this toxic person needs my help. So we see toxicity as a call for help and we are the answer, we are the solution to a call for help in the world. If you're a pleaser, you're you're a fixer, you're a saver, you're someone who finds so much purpose in helping other people because you have such a big heart. And inevitably when there's toxic people who exude toxicity and you haven't been schooled on it, you haven't done your own work, you can't identify it. You get stuck in that relationship trying to fix this person. Um, But anyways, the last sign that you might be relying on your relationships for emotional stability or for your sense of identity is that you are overly accommodating and like i said this kind of ties into everything we've already said um you easily agree say yes what do they call that i call that before overly agreeable overly agree overly agreeable it's like yes okay your boss tells you to do something yes you don't even think about how does this affect my schedule or my workload you're just like yes man Yes, 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 absolutely, exclamation mark, me, pick me, (laughs) pick me to inconvenience everything that's going on in my life right now so I can fulfill your needs and find some sense of value, right? So you easily agree, say yes, and shift your plans or intentions to match theirs, often sacrificing your preferences to maintain the relationship's harmony. That is the last sign. Now, remember that recognizing these signs, it's a positive step. It's a positive step. Like if you listen to this and you resonated with this, you are on the right track because awareness is the first step. Awareness is the first step to transformation. And if you're in a a place where you're just like, I'm frustrated, I'm ready to stop doing this. I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be swayed so easily or triggered so easily by the people in my life. I want peace. I want rest. I just want to be freaking happy. I remember saying that. Um, I remember I was in a therapy session a couple years ago and, and I was like, or was it coaching something? Somebody asked me, what is it that you want? And I felt like it was a vague answer, but it was what my heart was crying for. I was like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And it touches my heart to think about all of you women out there who are in that same boat who you have a big heart you love to give and you love to help and you love to just care for people care for the people in your life like you truly love them and some of those people are not safe people some of those people are actually hurting you they're harming you and you don't even realize it And you're probably still just like you kind of have an idea but then you're just like Well, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. It's always you, right? It's always you. It's always you. And it's always you. So, and I say that in a sense, like there has to be accountability for you and for the other people. It's not just you. It's other people as well. But my heart goes out to you because I know you want to take care of people and to love on them and to help them and to just make people better and make the world better. But you're having a hard time managing yourself. You're having a hard time being able to even stay regulated yourself. And um, if you resonated with this episode, I see you. I'm there with you. I've been there. Trust me. And that's why I'm devoted to and so passionate about equipping women, sensitive women, with these tools that I learned on my own that helped transform my life so that they don't have to suffer. I, I spent years over a decade suffering, pure, just, I can't even begin to tell you half of the stuff I went through suffering, laying my self down and having so many nights of just emotional distress and days and agony and, and I, and I didn't have to. Had I just had someone to teach me the tools, to show me the way, to say, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to heal your trauma. You need to learn regulation tools. You need to, like, boundaries. You need, like, all the things, like, your identity, like, all of the things. If I would have just had someone to teach me, well, I'm that someone for you, and that's what I'm committed to. So I love you. I hope this episode resonated with you. If it did, reach out to me. I'm no longer going to send you guys to Instagram because Instagram sends my messages to the hidden hidden inbox. And I'm not always in that inbox. I, I don't even remember it half the time. So send me an email. I'll put my email in the show notes and let me know how, how you felt about this episode. Did you like it? Did you love it? Do you want more of it? Okay. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.